Hello everyone, welcome back. Or actually I should say welcome. Oh my gosh, this is so weird. I am filming my first podcast. This is the first podcast of Beyond the Tube with your host, Arthur Shirtleff. So, hi everyone. This is crazy. I have dreamed of doing a podcast alongside my YouTube channel ever since I started. And yeah, now here we are. I finally got my microphone. I got my podcast set up. There's just some little things that need to be, you know, made and stuff. And one of those little things, which I think is a pretty big thing, is actually making my first episode. So today we're going to be talking about something that's very original, I would say, for like a first podcast. And that is just like an introduction podcast. So I thought instead of just talking about me the whole time, I'm just going to talk about my experience on YouTube and on social media platforms throughout pretty much my whole life, ever since I was a kid to literally the time that I'm filming this podcast right now. So just kind of giving you guys a more in-depth kind of story to what I've been doing these past couple of years with not only my life, but how it's impacted my life and um, impacted others. So let's get started. So I just want to quickly introduce myself because I feel like if I just start talking, first of all, some of you don't even know me. Maybe you came from Spotify, maybe Spotify recommended this podcast to you, and if that's the case, welcome. My name is Arthur. I am a, I would say, part-time YouTuber for, um, I guess, right now. Uh, I don't really have intentions of doing YouTube as a career. However, you know, YouTube's so unpredictable right now for me that I'm just letting it take the wheel and have it be a fun little hobby to do, and i currently don't really make money off of it however I have in the past and that would always be like an added benefit I know that's something that I'll talk about later and yeah so I pretty much do YouTube I have a small YouTube channel I also do TikTok and Instagram and I guess all the other social medias too I wouldn't say I'm like a big influencer or someone who like if you googled on the internet you'd find me right away okay I will have to tell you for sure that I am definitely not that kind of person, but I will have to say my channel is kind of fun. It is a little unique channel. Um, I have inspirations and stuff like that. And again, I'll talk about that later when I get to that, but I just figured to introduce myself. Um, As of right now, I am currently a high school student, so a lot of my time is spent at school. I also kind of have a job, which I'm going to kind of keep disclosed because um, I feel like that's private information that I want to keep to myself, but I am employed as like a part-time student worker somewhere, and I also have that to kind of tackle alongside my hobbies, which are YouTube. I love to swim. I'm a swimmer. I swam competitively for many years. I assume that will be probably a podcast of itself, but... For today, I just wanted to say that I also swim, and some other hobbies of mine, I really, really like to explore, I like to travel, I like to see new things, and do new things, and hang out with people, I would say I'm like 50% extroverted, and 50% introverted, I would say I'm mostly extroverted, because pretty much every extroverted person, unless they're like an extreme extrovert, always likes their alone time once in a while. And I do like my alone time a little more than once in a while. So I'll have to say maybe I'm a 75% introvert. I meant, sorry, extrovert, but 25% introvert, which, I mean, seems pretty normal. Well, 
let's just jump right in. I feel like I'm kind of jumping around here, and I don't really know how to structure this, but I'm just going to jump right in and see where this takes me. And I'm going off no script, so this is going to either be very hard for me or very easy for me. I didn't want to write a script because I think it would just be easier to kind of speak what's on my mind and go from there rather than try to go off of a script and have it seem a little less fake. Plus, also, I don't have time to really make a script. I'd rather spend more time, you know, editing content for my YouTube channel or doing other stuff that would be benefiting my other social media platforms than to be writing a script. Maybe sometime in the future for this podcast or for these episodes, I will do something like a script or something like I could reference points and stuff. I just know that for this one, it should be easier for me to just talk about since this is my life. And yeah, well, let's get right on to it. And we're going to start off with YouTube and kind of the impacts YouTube's made on me. And then also just like I would say my journey from being a kid till now with wanting to produce content and stuff like that. So let's just jump right into the young age of Arthur. So Arthur was, um, I think, six at the time. And... Arthur loved watching car wash videos, and I apologize if you guys hate me talking in third person, I'm just trying to narrate here, I'll kind of talk normally actually, now I kind of hate that, you know what, now that I'm talking about it, I kind of hate it, yeah, so I used to, at age of six, I would watch water slide videos, like, and I'm not talking about the ones where it was like, top 10 most dangerous slides, however, yes, I have seen that video, but I used to watch water park videos, like water slide videos, literally just POVs of people going down water slides pretty much from all over the world. Back at age six, I could probably tell you the name, the location, even though I had no clue where it was. I just thought, you know, maybe it's like really close to me and I'm just missing out um, because, you know, a little six-year-old me doesn't even understand the concept of there's a whole world outside of my state or even my house. And then also, I would say that I watched a lot of theme park videos. And I'm talking about the ones, like, I'm a very big adrenaline person, like adrenaline junkie. Love the adrenaline rush. I just like theme parks. I like amusement parks. I like rides, especially roller coasters. I'm just a huge fan. Always have been. Still am. So, I definitely watched that as a kid. And then I had a weird obsession of car wash videos. Now... I cannot tell you why I loved car wash videos so much, but I kid you not, I would wake up and this kind of goes and I'll talk about like what I would do and stuff in just a second, but I would wake up super early to watch car wash videos on our family MacBook and that would be like the ideal Saturday morning for me. No cartoons. I mean, I watched TV. I was kind of a normal kid for that part where, you know, I would watch a good amount of TV, but a lot of the other time I would spend, you know, watching YouTube videos. Now, I was introduced into YouTube kind of at a younger age. I know a lot of kids were restricted from YouTube or had YouTube kids or, no, I had the full internet at my fingertips at age six. Um, but I was pretty responsible. I mean, I had a few hiccups here and there and, you know, my parents, you know, would show me and teach me a good lesson and be like, listen, you can't be doing this. And I would, you know, learn from it and... I definitely am glad that they did that. So before everyone starts freaking out, yes, I did have control. 
I also had pe parent control over this too. So like my parents knew what I was watching. Um, my search history was on. They were, you know, looking through my search history. At some points, they would just assume that I probably watched every car wash video in YouTube itself that, you know, they weren't even like skeptical whether or not I was watching something inappropriate or not. But yeah, no, I used to watch those three. Those were like the three genres of videos. So kind of like theme park, water park, and then randomly car washes. Now, kind of jumping back to car washes, the reason why I liked car washes so much is I just, I don't know. Like, I can never, and I've been, ref I will reflect on this. It'll come up in my mind, you know, occasionally, and I'll try to really think, you know, what, why would I ever do that? Like, what, who does that? And then I realized that maybe it was just my obsession of the fact that cleaning like I just loved cleaning like I still do I love organizing I love cleaning it's very relaxing for me for some reason when I'm in the right motivation now as a kid my room was always clean I would always have my bed made I was a very clean child and so maybe that has something maybe there's a correlation there I have no clue um I think yeah no I don't you know I don't know I just don't know but I had the obsession and seriously every chance that we would go to a car wash I would definitely be in the car. Like, my mom would purposely wait to wash her car until I was in the car because she knew how upset I would be if I just missed out on this giant, awesome car wash with the coolest and most, like, vibrant colors of, like, the foam, you know, the foam that goes on your car, the soaps and stuff like that, and like the noodle things and the brushes that spin around. And I loved all of that for some reason. So that was like six-year-old me. And I would have to say that phase, those three types of videos, like that lasted me until maybe I was like seven and a half, I would say. And then that's when I'm pretty sure I switched kind of back to TV. I mainly watched those types of videos, but I would not say that that was like my form of entertainment. You know, I didn't, you know, some kids will say like back in the day when they were a kid, they would say, I mainly watched TV. Some would say I mainly watched YouTube. Some would say I loved movies. I was a big Disney movie person. You know, everyone's at different places. For me, I was like Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, and YouTube. Those were my main three. Now, obviously this is not about the TV I watched, but I will have to say there was definitely kind of like this parallel structure to it. So like as much as I would watch YouTube, I'd watch TV. So I spent equal amount of time on both, um, you know, maybe one to two hours a day, which looking back at it, was it super healthy? No, but that, it's just our generation, I guess. We're all kind of growing up on technology and it's just something that I feel like older generations don't realize, but they can also, but they also have so much control and impact on how that like affects our lives. So again, not saying that I'm blaming my parents for that much screen time. Now, a lot of kids, you know, they got maybe five, six hours of screen time. I would say on the weekends, I would get more than the weekdays. And, you know, I was a really good kid in school and I always did my work. I still feel like I'm a good kid at school grade wise right now test taking wise right now I'm definitely noticing a lot of patterns and stuff I don't know why I'm telling you this I just I think yeah I don't know <laughs> so sorry let me get back on track that's something about my podcast guys 
I might get off track and then I'll lose my train of thought. So I apologize. <laughs> All right. But anyway, so I think at around the age of eight, when we moved into my new house or the house I currently live in right now, um, I kind of found family YouTube channels. That was kind of the month or sorry, not month, the year that I found like family YouTube channels and then maybe some individual YouTubers. And part of that had to do with the fact that I had this app called Musical.ly. Actually, no, wait, I'm introducing it too early. It was the age of nine. So maybe I would say I was like, mm, maybe, I'm, I'm just going to guess, maybe, maybe the same genre of videos. I don't know. I just lost my train of thought. I'm sitting right next to a window and I'm looking outside and I saw a squirrel run by and I was like, oh, squirrel. <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought. Anyway, so yeah, eight, I would say when I moved, um, I would say I watched a lot of videos that were relative. Oh, I take that back. Oh my gosh. I'm totally forgetting. I had a huge arcade. I had like a huge arcade obsession. I still do. I kid you not, at the age of eight, I started off with an arcade obsession, and it definitely was very addicting for me. So I would say when I moved, yeah, when I moved into my new house, I had an arcade video addiction. Now you're probably like, what the heck is wrong with you? Maybe some people have the same addiction to those types of videos too. I have no clue. I mean... <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll have to figure out, like, how you guys can, like, respond back to me. Or I could do, like, polls and stuff throughout my podcast. Because I actually am super curious to know what kind of, you know, videos you would watch as a kid. But those were, like, that was a big part of my life. So then, again, shifting over to 9, I know I was kind of talking about it. And I got the ages mixed up. But at 9, I started watching family YouTubers. And that had kind of correlated to this new app that I had, which was Musical.ly. I'm going to talk about Musical.ly in a little while, but this is YouTube. I found a bunch of people on Musical.ly that I, you know, eventually was led over to YouTube and watched their channels. I would say I would watch um, Bertaley. That's a big one. Yeah. Them, I used to watch them. I'm trying to think of others that I would watch that I would find on TikTok or meant Musical.ly. Whatever. I used to watch all these family YouTube channels. Um, if you remember Eight Passengers, I used to watch all of them. Like all the family YouTube channels, the old ones. I'm not talking about the ones that are like new today. I'm talking about the old ones. Like some of them aren't even still a family YouTube channel anymore. Like I know Bertelli's not. I totally know. When they split up, I think that's when I stopped watching them. Or no, I, I stopped watching them years before they split up. But I know they split up, and I know a lot of my family YouTubers I watch split up as well. But yeah, no, that was probably the main kind of genre for the time. Main kind of topic of video. And what's honestly really funny is I'm realizing that my obsession of vlogging and recording probably came from family channels. And here's why. So family channels, if you don't know what they are, they are awful. I actually do not care for family channels. And I just think it's an invasion of privacy and kids' privacy because the parents are pretty much exploiting their children for money. 
<laughs> so it's definitely something that is not something I support anymore. Of course, as a kid, which I had no idea what was happening, I just assumed that the kids were happy, and at times I would even be jealous too because you know I'd want to be a part of that family where I would be making all these fun videos and going to fun on fun trips and getting things paid for. But knowing now, that was not the case. So, yeah, that was kind of my family YouTube obsession. But, again, that kind of correlates with vlogging. And I've put two and two together recently when I was just trying to think and brainstorm ideas for this podcast. But I think just seeing that, you know, you just bring your audience with you. And you just record what you're doing. And you just share to the world, you know, this is what I'm doing in the moment. This is what I'm doing later. And yada 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 so on so on and I think that's when for me I realized I want to do vlogging and so I used to create and I remember we're going to shift back to when I was about six or seven this was before I moved to my new house I got a GoPro like one of those GoPro cameras if you don't know what GoPro is it's like an action camera where you can record in water you can record I guess like you on like a dirt bike it was like an action-based camera so it wasn't like one of your cameras that you would probably not take underwater it's not waterproof but it was this like waterproof camera and of course I got it so I could record the water slides however there were no water slides near me so it was kind of a waste but I had so much fun I used to take my GoPro and I would record the things that I was doing and I remember, I'll have to try to find them on our old Mac. I probably, st there's probably still videos st saved and stuff. But I would have all these videos of me just doing fun things, I guess, with my sister or with me, myself. I guess, kind of lonely. But I would vlog pretty much everything that I was doing. Not everything, of course, but like the fun things you know, if we'd ever go on vacation, I'd bring it down to the pool and swim around with it. Of course, I never posted these. But that kind of brings me kind of to my next point, which was when YouTube started, my YouTube channel started with me, or started for me. And actually, I'm going to pause that discussion and finish kind of what my YouTube, like how I got introduced to vlogging. So yeah, that back to like the family channel so after the family channels i would watch them and then i slowly was introduced to like musically stars and their youtube channels which they would vlog which then leaded me to new vloggers and so on so on and the youtubers that i watched have definitely changed throughout the years but i will have to say 2017 2016 2017 vloggers were top tier for me i think those were like that was top tier youtube for me i love right now and where I'm at in the YouTube that I watch, but I do miss it and how excited that made me. So, <laughs> definitely miss it sometimes. Um, would I go back to it? Mm, no, but it's always a fun, like, thought and memory to remember once in a while. But yeah, so that is pretty much kind of what YouTube was like for me throughout my childhood till about now. I still watch vloggers all the time, of course, because you know, I vlog, so... It makes sense. But now let's bounce back to when I originally started a YouTube channel. So I think it was maybe age seven. It was when I, it was the year that I turned seven. That Christmas, I had asked my parents for a GoPro. 
Now, this kind of goes back to me getting a GoPro. I got a GoPro. I was actually really surprised. I didn't really ask for anything for Christmas, and I got the GoPro, which made sense because I didn't get really anything else, which was fine because I was happy because at age seven, I felt like for me at age seven, I was always happy with one thing, and that one thing was the GoPro. And again, I would record and stuff, and I remember wanting to start my own YouTube channel. So I talked to my parents. My parents were like, no, we're not going to do it. Okay. You are way too young. This is not smart, you know? And so then every day, I think I talked about something like I wouldn't really ask them or maybe I did ask them and I was annoying, whatever it was. Eventually they kind of gave in and created a channel for me. Now the channel name was something that still stuck to me, but it was the first like couple letters of my dad's first name and then it was a hyphen um art a-r-t-s hyphen and then part of my last name which was shirt i think so it was this whack kind of like weird i don't even i don't even know you know i don't even know what the name was but i just knew that my parents my dad specifically created it so that I wouldn't be found or that I could just have this YouTube channel and be happy with it. And so they created a private YouTube channel for me. I had this private YouTube channel for, I would say, maybe three years. Yeah, no, I've had the... Mm, I don't know when I deleted it. Maybe when I was older and I found out how to delete it. I think I deleted it and then created a new one because I realized that I was posting to this channel. Yeah, because at around age 10, yep, I deleted it. Yeah, so anyway, I was posting all these videos and stuff, and I would say maybe like anywhere from 10 to 20 I had on the channel before I deleted it. And all those videos were private. Actually, no, they were not private. They were unlisted. And so the only way that you can see videos that are unlisted is if you have the link to the video. And I remember I could only give, like my dad's like, oh, if you want people to see it, you have to give them the link. So smart. Like thinking back to that, I'm like, I'm so happy they did that because I would never want like a child predator to find my YouTube channel. And that just sounds really scary to me. So I'm really, really happy and glad that my parents put that kind of, I don't know, um, protection around my account. Anyways, so I posted a couple years and then a couple years later, I kind of noticed that none of my videos had views because that's when I realized that I wanted to actually kind of like have a little bit of an audience. I was kind of getting annoyed at the fact that I was putting in all this effort which, by the way, at 10 years old, that was a lot of effort. I mean, I would spend a couple hours on my channel. But in reality, uh, no. That probably would have taken me maybe 10 minutes to edit instead of an hour and a half. Which makes sense. Especially, like, you can't blame me on, you know, only, like, 9 years old with a MacBook. Which, by the way, editing on a MacBook, and I still have problems with it. At age, you know, nine, I actually kind of find that a little bit impressive. So, sorry. Kind of had to brag a little bit there. Now, obviously, some of you are probably like, oh, my gosh, it's not even that hard. It's like, well, at nine, give me, give me a break, okay? <laughs> so.
So, yeah, it just kind of, like, evolved from that. At around age 10, that's when I deleted my channel and created a public one with kind of like a fake name. And I, yeah, no, that, yeah, I created one with a fake name. I'm trying to think of, like, what the fake name was on the spot, but I can't think of it. If it comes up later, I'll be like, oh, the name was this, blah, blah, blah. I'll come back to it if I remember it. I probably won't. And so I had this YouTube channel, and by then, at age 10, 11, I got a drone. Now, before I say anything else, this drone, kid you not, was probably like maybe max 40 bucks, and it had a quote-unquote 100 and, or 1080p or whatever it is, like 4K, awesome quality um, quadcopter drone will film at a high resolution rate of blah, 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 blah. And yeah, so I had this drone and I rebranded my channel, which by the way, from the point where I created a new one, which was public to this point where I rebranded it and made it a drone account, I had maybe one or two videos. So it wasn't super duper big for me. But then once I got my drone, that's when I started doing drone videos. I maybe posted three or four. And they were just drone videos of pretty much my house. And I'm so glad that it's off the internet. I have like searched long and hard for those videos because I want to make sure that no one will find them. Okay, sorry. I had a little bit of a distraction. But yeah, no, I had maybe four four videos and they were showing my house and I've again I've searched long and hard for those videos on YouTube I know for sure I deleted the channel and I deleted the videos and have rebranded my account so there's no way unless YouTube has like a copy of it somewhere that people would like find my house and stuff so that definitely was scary for me because no kid should ever be on the internet recording their house because, you know, for safety reasons, privacy reasons, like, it's obvious, it's common sense. Of course, I didn't understand that. Alright, flash forward, I rebranded my channel once again, which, by the way, this is going to be a very, very common thing for me to do, is rebrand the channel. Now, of course, you know, I'm not happy with what I have currently in the moment, so I just was looking for something new, new, and new. So by then, I created a channel, and it was called, I think it was 12 or 13, it was called Extra Arthur, and it was like X-T-R-A Arthur, my name, because my parents were like, do not use your last name on your YouTube channel name, just trust us, you'll, you'll understand it later, don't do it, and I thought, okay, and I understand it, they've told me it's basically like, not only is it a privacy thing, but also um, when you try applying for a job and they try looking up your old videos, you might do something weird that, you know, could be bad and impact your job, like application status. I mean, it's more than just that, but that was something that also they had in mind. But also, it's just a privacy thing. I mean, I'm a kid. I shouldn't really have my name out there. And I think it was partially just to protect me, which is fine. I literally don't care now. And I still kind of follow, and I do follow that rule, other than everything but YouTube. I pretty much follow that rule. 
or sorry, other way around. YouTube and everything else, but everything else. <laughs> I'm, I'm confusing myself. But yeah, no, I started Extra Arthur, and that was my third or fourth rebrand. And that's when... And so Extra Arthur... Sorry, my dog was barking. Everything is just getting in the way of this podcast. I'm so sorry. But Extra Arthur kind of included videos and vlogs. This is when I first started vlogging. And I used my phone to vlog. It was really simple. And I would edit on my phone. And I would kind of just upload from there. And I wouldn't say I had a specific niche or anything that I was following. Other than it was kind of content based around me. And that's kind of where I started to fall in love with video editing and just video creating in general. I loved just taking little snippets and videos and then also doing videos where I'm talking to people, which, you know, I guess if you edit them all together, that creates a vlog. Can't even speak a vlog for you. And that's pretty much where it all started. I just was making videos and they were kind of weird the different types of videos I would make, but they all had kind of one giant theme, which was vlogging and kind of self-centered videos of myself. And that just kind of, you know, trailed on throughout the years. And then I stopped making vlogs. I deleted my channel. I started over again and I created a new channel, which if you can find it, you win, okay? It's still up, it's still public, and it's TikTok compilations. And this was like my quarantine YouTube channel. I was so bored, I could not film in my house. Like, it just did not... Well, first of all, I felt disgusted with the fact that I had no place to film and stuff, and I didn't want to film. And so I just was like, you know what, screw it. Forget the whole idea of, you know, a YouTube channel, whatever. And so then I just did like compilation videos and they actually did really well. Like I had one go somewhat viral in which I totally apologize to the creator. I'm not going to say the creator because then you're going to find the video pretty much in like one quick YouTube search result, which for me, you know, is kind of embarrassing, but for you, it's probably very entertaining But yeah, no, I used to record and post like I would, you know, save a bunch of TikToks, put them together, throw it on YouTube. It would get a couple thousand views. I was happy. I was making no money at this point. But at one point I got monetized and then I got a copyright strike, got my, well, sorry, I was in the monetization process. I was slowly getting monetized and then I got a copyright strike for one of my videos Because I had a one minute long video using a song that I guess I could not use on YouTube. It was like a popular TikTok song at the time. For whatever reason, get a copyright strike. So I think or something happened. The channel like could not be monetized anymore. Maybe it was the fact that I filled out the monetization or did the monetization process wrong. Whatever it was. I just stopped. And then I just was like, forget it. I'll come back to this if I want to keep doing this. If it's successful. I was it was like a it was like a little garden. It was like I call it my little YouTube garden. I used to just throw YouTube videos on 
and just watch them grow. And that was just nice for me because I could just watch them be successful. And then I realized I was like, well, in order to be successful, you have to keep maintaining your YouTube guardian or else it's going to die. So what happened? It died. <laughs> and then I created what my channel is now on YouTube. And then this was like 2021 or 2020. Yeah, 2021. And I started making content. And I was vlogging. Like, the kind of videos that I make right now was pretty much what I was making back in 2021. I started maybe mid-2021. I did a couple different vlogs, and they were, they were all right. I mean, they weren't bad, but they weren't good. And it was just kind of something fun to kind of get away from, you know, reality and just do something that I could look back and reflect on later or just, like, watch it for fun and have. And then also just because... You know, it's an entertainment thing. A lot of people like watching these. And, you know, I was thinking of it more as something like an entertainment factor that I was so in my head about, you know, just being like this small YouTuber. And I never even thought the it maybe crossed my mind, but I just didn't care until it actually happened. Someone from my school found my YouTube channel and texted me and goes, hey, I found your YouTube channel. Nothing else. I didn't get any response, not is it good or is it bad. At that point, I went on to YouTube. I, when I read that text message to the point where I deleted the channel, I would say maybe two minutes, max. I was quick to delete that channel. And I was so embarrassed. I think I was, I just remember being super duper upset, super, super down. That I was like, you know what? I'm never going to do this again. Screw this. And then... 2022 came rolling around and that's when I got a vlog camera and I told myself I said I'm just gonna give this one more shot I'm gonna you know at this point I had a job and I had saved up just enough money to buy my very first vlog camera I bought a Canon G7X Mark II the basic vlog camera February of 2022 yes and I made a video on it and I was really happy and for the first time since that person which by the way if that person that person reached out to me because I told them I was like listen I quit YouTube not really because of you just because of the idea that I don't want people from school knowing and they're like I am so sorry that you had to do that and you know you shouldn't have deleted it like I feel really bad that I wasn't really specific on you know how I felt about it and they were like well I I don't I didn't even care like I loved it was good um but they were just saying that they saw my channel they didn't like say oh I'm a big fan now or oh I hated it it was kind of like a neutral response if you know what I mean which to me I think that was very reassuring to hear just like oh, thank goodness this person you know doesn't hate me or anything and we're chill now but it was May of 2022 and by the way, I was making videos. I wasn't posting them, but I had a bunch of videos saved and stuff. And February of 2022, we went to Palm Springs. I recorded this video, and it was just a vlog of my Palm Springs trip. And what's the first video on my YouTube page right now? It's that Palm Springs vlog from 2022, February of 2022. And that was just the start of it. And it didn't really do well. I waited a couple different months. I posted a couple different things in the meantime 
which I then deleted because I was like, you know what? I need to start at the right time. But at least I had one video up and I maybe gained a subscriber or two from it. I had maybe 50 views at the time. The video's not super duper popular. And so I think it was maybe November. No, it was October of last year because I was trying to think, when did the iPhone 14 come out? And that's when I started um, my channel is when I did an iPhone 14 Pro unboxing. This is the, or the camera, the phone that I use right now. I unboxed it and I said, you know what? I'm going to post it to my YouTube channel. This is going to start something for me. A thousand views in like a day. And now the video isn't super popular. It's kind of capped out now, but it was, it like spiked at the very beginning and it went really back down to practically no one's watching it anymore. But at the time, it was a really, really trendy topic, and people watched my video, they subscribed, they liked it, I got comments, and all this sort of thing, and that, to me, I was happy. I was so happy. So, flash forward, I created a couple more blogs and stuff like that, and let's get to right about, I'm going to say it was right about February of this year, and that's when... I just was like, you know what, I really like this. I don't want to stop doing this. And that's when I started vlogging again, like full on vlogging my days and what I was doing. And that's kind of where it all started. And it just, you know, slowly kind of gradually started, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It started for me. And from there, I've just kind of it's gone like this, and here we're sitting in, it's March 20-something, and I've had this channel for a little over a year now, and I've seen so much growth. I've gained quite a few subscribers, and I've seen improvement in my attitude towards this hobby of mine, and I just, I'm really proud of myself that I kind of took everyone else's opinions, crumpled it up, and threw it to the side. Like, nothing was really going to stop me anymore. And you know what? People come around and they'll be like, hey, listen, I found your YouTube channel. And you know what? You're like, oh, that's awesome. And you just kind of move on. And you just got to know that people are going to find it and you just have to kind of embrace it and stuff like that. All right. Well, you know what? That's my YouTube journey. That pretty much leads me to where I am right now. And I kind of want to talk about the other social media platforms that I was on that also really impacted a lot of my decisions on social media itself. And this goes back to fourth grade. Now, it was like just a typical day in fourth grade. And I was getting ready to get picked up. And one of my friends at the time comes over and he shows me his musically account. Or no, he was filming one while waiting to get picked up. I asked him, I said, what is that app? He's like, oh, it's Musical.ly. Have you, are you on it? You should get it and stuff like that. And I thought, you know what? I need to get this app. And so I went home that day and I downloaded Musical.ly. Of course, my mom had zero clue about what it was. I told her it was just a lip syncing app. She's like, okay. I don't think she understood it was social media or maybe she did. I'll have to ask her. And I downloaded Musical.ly. And I was friends with everyone at school. I made like a hundred musicallys in one month. So I definitely was very, very devoted to the stupid little app. 
And it's funny because I have none of them saved. I recently deleted them, which I wish I had saved some of them because they were so funny. And I was so innocent at the time. Like, there was this one TikTok. I, we probably still have it somewhere in our camera rolls, probably in our big, giant iCloud storage thing, where it's me lip-syncing to this one sound, and it says, damn, or something. And I remember I showed my mom, and she's like, oh! And she laughs. She, like, chuckles a little bit. She's like, do you know what that means and stuff? I said, no. She's like, you need to delete that. Like, that's a bad word. That's funny, though. Um, she's like, can you save it and send it to me? So I sent it to her. I saved it, sent it to her. Um, but I didn't post it. <laughs> Maybe we still have it somewhere. Maybe that video was long gone after my dad saw it and was really disappointed in me, um, which is probably what happened. But no, I had this Musical.ly account, and I would post the randomest things. And I remember I wanted to have the stupid flippin' crown. And if you know what I'm talking about, if you know what I am talking about, it was on Musical.ly, the verification little symbol that, you know, popular or viral and influencers had were this like gold little crown and it would be on top of your profile picture on your homepage. And I did everything for this stupid crown to be on my channel. Like, and I, I wonder if people have the sim like similar experiences, but I used to go on to websites that would be like, okay, fill out like the verification steps and we'll get you this crown. And basically what it was is if you downloaded like two apps, this page would unlock and you would get your crown or you could do it to get the stupid TikTok coins or the little coins for the gifts on the lies and stuff like that. And I used to do all those like I probably filled out our home information. I bet you there are like random companies that have my address that have you know, and I understand, you know, it's the internet now. I mean, there's plenty of stuff that's shared. Like, it's someone from the CIA could track me down in less than five seconds. I bet, you know. But at the time, I was giving all this information in, and I should not have been, you know, I shouldn't have been doing that in the first place. But it was all for that stupid flipping crown or those coins or, you know, for other stuff as well. And so that was kind of my TikTok or TikTok, my musical experience. I just wanted to kind of have a little bit of fame. Now, looking back at it, I'm so glad that nothing went viral. Of course, nothing would have anyway. I'm this little kid. I never, unless the kid was like associated with an older viral sibling or just like a family channel on YouTube, no one was really popular. Like no one my age just randomly became this influencer or star. I mean, there was, you know, a couple, and I don't even know how that happened for them. So that's, again, an interesting, an interesting, like, thing or factor. But, yeah, that's pretty much my Musical.ly experience, and that kind of concludes the Musical.ly section. And then I kind of just followed. I've, I've had it since TikTok. Like, I've had TikTok. Or musically, I kind of followed through its change to TikTok. Actually, I deleted it. I was so upset that they changed it to TikTok that I deleted the app thinking that it would be like a way. Because I remember seeing like a musically saying, delete the app. Don't give TikTok your attention. We want our musically back. 
And then now looking back, I'm like, if we saw Musical.ly in 2023, I don't think, I, I can't even picture that, okay? To say the least, I can't even picture any of that happening in today's society. That just seems awful. But yeah. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, any other social media platforms I'm missing? Well, I guess Instagram. I never really was a big Instagram person. I, I still use it. I don't really post anything on there as of right now. You know, I plan to someday in the future kind of start posting pictures. But that's pretty much my story of kind of what and how YouTube and other social media and like platforms have influenced me to where I am today and kind of how it's shaped me to what I'm doing right now and how like YouTube's a fun little hobby and I just figured this would be a good first episode to talk about just I guess my experience and I thank you guys so much for listening and if you've listened this far I am so surprised that you haven't you know clicked off because I feel like it would be kind of boring to listen to me I don't know so more exciting podcasts and stories and stuff to talk about later but again this is beyond the tube and I just wanted to also say kind of what I'm doing with the channel or channel the podcast itself so beyond the tube my goal for it is to basically just share everything that's going on beyond YouTube when I'm not sharing on my YouTube channel I'll be sharing on this podcast so that's pretty much it and thank you so much for listening I will see you, or see you, it's like I'm talking to my YouTube channel, tune in, I'll like talk to you soon, I don't know, <laughs> bye.